0: Have you ever wished the radio guy would think like you and say things that actually make sense rather than softening his stance to be politically correct? Well then, Whiteley so. Gil Whiteley will give you the absolute truth. the
1: only guest on our show allowed to play the Olympic theme. Uh, Chris Marlow, gold medalist, 1984 Olympic volleyball. Captain of that Olympic volleyball team, uh, he joins us. He will be broadcasting back to the United States. And uh, are you? Are you do, do some of your broadcasts go into the? It's Australia and to Britain, or do they have their own crews there? Are you speaking to the English-speaking world, or just the United States?
0: Primarily the United States uh it, it's NBC and all of its platforms around the United States and NBCSN Peacock uh, a host of uh of uh broadcast outlets i suppose that if you're in Australia or somewhere else uh there's a way to pick up the NBC feed but mostly they will be sending their own commentators when we do beach volleyball at the arena in Tokyo uh, or at the stadium, I'm expecting there will probably be 20 or 30 different broadcasters in the arena uh, uh, doing beach volleyball for their countries and send, sending back information on their tapes.
1: Uh, okay, uh, uh, that's good information. Since you and I have talked, uh, I think somewhat of a sad announcement. Uh, there's The pandemic is got a resurgence going on in Japan and there'll be no fans in the stands at the Olympics, and I think that's a little sad. The yeah, stand- I would agree
0: with you. Uh, the, you know, the Olympics is about tradition, and it's about atmosphere, and it's about your country, it's about fans. And this is going to be just a completely different Olympics. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how they're going to set up uh, the stadium in terms of, of crowd noise, of draping, of, you know, cordoning off some of it. Uh, but, you know, uh, the beach volleyball obviously is outside, and uh, the competition is going to be held in 90-degree heat, 90% humidity. Uh, I told there are some mosquitoes uh, in the area. But hopefully they're not out at the beach. Uh, and it's going to be a challenge not only for the players, but for the officials and the broadcasters too.
1: You know, and I mean, it's just sad that this pandemic this virus still has a, 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 a grip on humanity uh, after all this time. Uh, 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 I just... Uh, I remember uh, about a year and a half ago, they, they, uh, in, in Europe, they were playing one of their important soccer tournaments, like they always have an important soccer tournament going on, right? And... Uh, uh, I went down to the Celtic to watch it just because I knew they were playing the games without a crowd, and I wanted to see how weird that was, and we were all kind of sitting there laughing, Uh, uh, the group I was with, we were laughing about watching a a professional soccer game with nobody in the stands. Well, it's not not so funny anymore. Well, all the sports have
0: experienced it. And a lot of the sports are are, are still, uh, still experiencing it. They have added fans back. Um, you've seen that with the, the recent soccer matches and uh, and the international basketball games, etc. So uh, it's certainly a challenge. I'm not going to say it's horrible. It's just different. It's just going to be different. Uh, we had a chance to interview yesterday on Zoom two of the uh, the. Americans that hope to get a medal, Jake Gibb and and Taylor Crab, and it's interesting, Gil. Uh, as I mentioned, the hot conditions they they they've been doing something called sauna training, where they go into a sauna and they set up bikes and they ride intervals in you know 100 degree heat and 90 percent humidity, and that's the uh, that's some of the uh, conditions they're expecting in Tokyo. So. Uh, you know, it's all systems go. You got to deal with the conditions. You got to play the teams you play, and uh, hopefully, you come out
1: on top. Uh, uh, Friday, when the Suns went up, the uh, Suns had already gone up two to nothing. I, I, after they went to up two to nothing, I switched my pick for the NBA Finals, and I switched. I had the Suns win this thing, and I switched to Milwaukee. Oh. I just said. I just had like an epiphany, and I said Milwaukee's going to win this thing. They did win Game Three. Uh, I have a feeling that uh, you know it's not really a, 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 a it's not a series until the home game loses, home team loses that on their own court. So right now I I see I see this going seven. I think everybody holds serve uh, until Game Seven, and I'm picking Milwaukee. In a big, you know, when, when it gets down to elimination, I'm taking Milwaukee in game seven. What do you think?
0: I, I think they have a chance. Uh, obviously, they have to play the right way, as George Carl used to say. Take the ball inside, use their, their size and physicality. Uh, you know, you don't want Giannis taking a bunch of jump shots, three pointers. I, I think they have the weapons to beat Phoenix. Uh, whether they do it or not, as a sidebar, you know I know a lot of Nuggets fans are are kind of pulling for the West Coast team, Phoenix, because they beat the Nuggets, and you know people like to see them go all the way. But I'm actually pulling for Giannis and the Bucks. I think Giannis, besides be, besides Nikola Jokic, who I love as a player, he's my favorite player that I that I've ever called games for. I, I love Giannis. Nothing seems to bother this guy. He plays. He plays hard. You know, he misses 10 free throws in a row. He's still going at it. He doesn't let things bother him. And he's playing at an unbelievable level. And I think if uh, if Milwaukee wants to win, you, you know what you're going to get from Giannis. Uh, but you have to get production uh, from Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and Bobby Portis and those guys. Those guys have to make shots. Giannis is going to get 30 or 40. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the next game. And... Uh, it's a game that Milwaukee
1: has to win. Yeah, I'm rooting for the Suns, although I'm picking Milwaukee. You know, you know? I'm, you know that way I can't lose, right? Uh, uh, well, uh, when I'm, you
0: when you I'm change your pick for... every time I talk to you, no, you can't lose,
1: Gil. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, I switched Milwaukee when they were down two to nothing, okay? Yeah. So don't call me a front runner.
0: Uh, so what, what, well, I have a question for you. What made you... T- what made you change?
1: You said you changed to Milwaukee. Why? I just uh, all of a sudden I just because uh, I, I watched him play in earlier series. Okay, uh, I looked at that and I thought, you know, you look at Drew Holiday, who I really like. I, you know, I think he's one of the best series. Brook Lopez really showed up in that game when they, when he wasn't there. Uh, 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 Middleton, is a, Middleton is a great player. I truly believe. Yeah, Yaris is the by far the best player in the series, and the next best three players are all on the Suns. But I'm rooting for Torrey Craig.
0: Well, I like Torrey Craig a lot, and uh, you know he's an interesting story. I hear he's going to get a ring no matter what happens because you remember he was with the uh, with the Bucks early in the season, and they kind of let him go. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's a, that's an intriguing story. So, yeah, Tory Craig is a great guy, uh, good player. Uh, kind of wish the Nuggets still had him in, 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 certain elements. But, you know, when people ask me, well, why did, why did we keep Tory Craig? Well, the development of Michael Porter Jr. depended on playing time. And if you have other guys that can play that position reasonably well, you know, you're always tempted to put in the defensive player. Uh, and, and that and that would really cut into Porter's playing time and his improvement. He was one of the most improved players in the league last year. I'm expecting him uh, to be much better this season, and I, I I think that's why they didn't go and re-sign Tory Craig. It, it was too bad.
1: And moves like that are usually done by the GM to force to force the coach to play the guys that they want to get the experience. You know, uh, 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 and and. And George Karl uh, was eventually released in part because he wouldn't play. Oh uh, God, with, uh, with the big tall guy who's uh, that they had here that ended up winning a couple of rings with? Uh, they wouldn't play Javale McGee, McGee. Javel McGee uh, until the playoffs got there. Uh, they had a plenty of opportunity to trade Javale McGee. Now this comes, this comes from Masai Ujiri. Okay. Uh, and and, and and during the regular season, they wouldn't play him. He ended up playing well against the Lakers in the playoffs. Uh, and so rather than trade him, they didn't know enough about him. They signed him a contract that they deeply regretted later.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting scenario. So when Scott Hastings and I are broadcasting games, you know, uh, privately we have conversations about, you know, who we think should be playing, who should be playing more, uh, should Barton be playing the three or the two uh, what about using McGee uh, but you know you have to figure that Michael Malone knows more about basketball than we do maybe not more than Hastings but he knows more than I do and you, you figure that he knows his team better and he's going to play the guys to help him win I mean he's not trying to lose games by not playing so and so or playing so and so too much so uh, whenever I see a situation like that and I've I'm, I'm compelled to say, boy, I wish so-and-so was playing. I, I think to myself, well, Malone sees these guys in practice all the time. Uh, he knows better, and, uh, and, and we have to roll with it. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and what, uh, you know, the Nuggets
1: are now looking at some guards uh, uh, going into that draft, so that, uh, I guess Grimes is, uh, is, is maybe they're, they're high on their wish list.
0: Well, I think if, if, whatever the Nuggets are looking at, I think they have to take into factor, uh, athleticism and shooting. Uh, can the guy shoot? You know, you see what's happened to Ben Simmons, you know, really a wonderful player, but he can't shoot, and that has just completely bogged down his career. Giannis is having some issues with it, uh, at the free throw line and, and 15 feet out. So, uh, you know, I'd love to see a long athletic wing. Uh, along the lines of a Jay Crowder, uh, someone to lock down. Uh, It's not enough now in the NBA to have one-dimensional players. You need players that not only, you know, can score and pass and do the things on the offensive end, but they have to be, you don't have to be great. You don't have to be Gary Payton or, or Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan on defense, but you have to be good enough where they're not exploiting you all the time. So, I think there are a lot of options for the Denver Nuggets. A big thing coming up in a a few days is going to be Will Barton. He's got the player option. Will he opt in or opt out? And what will the Nuggets do? So uh, lots of stuff happening for the Nuggets this summer, and it's going to be very interesting.
1: Uh, I know Monte Morris was on Nigeria and has uh, has since left, I think, he had a minor injury of some sort. Uh, Is Campazo playing on the Argentinian team?
0: Yes, he is. They played the United States last night and got buried. The United States, obviously, smarting after losing two in a row to Nigeria yeah. and, and uh, Australia. Uh, Morris, I think, just you know, he had kind of an injury dotted uh, season. Uh, he missed like fifteen games here and then ten games there, and I just, I, I think he just felt that that play playing uh, directly going into the Olympic prep and then playing in the Olympics he wouldn't be able to get ready for next season. And he's going to carry a great load next year because, remember, Jamal Murray will not be ready to start the season. He might not be ready until the All-Star break. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I
1: didn't know that. Oh, breaking news here.
0: Well, I don't know. I don't don't know if it's breaking news. I mean, he he is. I'm I'm kidding. That's news to me. Yeah, he he tore his ACL in April. So this is uh, nine months to a year. injury now. Now, Murray's as hard a worker as we've got, and I think he's going to be ready as soon as possible. But to start the season, you know, it's going to be Monte Morris. It's going to be Faku, I'm guessing, and, you know, P.J. Dozier. uh, Those three for sure, and then we'll we'll see about Rivers, uh, you know, and Shaq Harrison and some of the other guys, and whether uh, they pick up another guard or two. You know, is there a guard out there that could help them right now, a lead guard? They might be able to come in and play. That's you know certainly up to Tim Conley and Calvin Booth and Mike Malone.
1: Yeah, uh, you just have to remember one thing about me. If it's news, it's news to Gil Whiteley.
0: Okay. <laughs> and and Whiteley so.
1: <laughs> and if your phone rings at 3 in the morning, please pick it up while you're in Tokyo.
0: Yes, I will. <laughs> I, I will, Gil. I'm leaving on Sunday. I'll get there Monday, and then it's uh, full steam ahead uh watching international beach volleyball it should be a lot of fun D- did you uh did you find out if you had the uh mlb network or not no i did not no, no i don't sir. i don't i don't have that i have the yeah. at&t app i've seen the i've seen the movie you're referencing uh, pride of the yankees that my grandfather directed a number of times uh did you watch it last night I know
1: I recorded it. I'm going to watch it uh, when I get some time, uh, either today or tomorrow. I haven't seen yep. it for about 15 years. It, it by far was the best baseball movie of its time. Vastly superior to that Babe Ruth story. Uh, and you know, uh, you know, it happens every spring, and all the different baseball movies uh, that have, that have come out. Uh, it's in the top five or six of all time baseball movies, uh, even considering since the natural came out and the, the league of its own and all the others. So uh, you, you can be very proud that your grandfather
0: was the director on that. Yeah, it was a terrific movie. The only drawback was Gary Cooper was not really very athletic, uh, no. not, not, not a terrific baseball player. And I think we talked about this, that they, uh, I think you pointed out that they turned him around uh, yeah. uh, for yeah. this uh, because Lou Gehrig was a left-handed batter. And I think Cooper was right-handed and the, those scenes were, were just very difficult to film.
1: Uh, well, they shot, him. they shot him with Cooper batting right-handed, and then they turned the film around. They spelled, yeah. Yan- they spelled Yankees in reverse on his jersey of New York, whatever it was. And then they turned the film around. It looked like he was batting left-handed. Yeah, and he still wasn't very good at it. <laughs> but that was they, at they, the they, time, that was very... Uh, that that was that was very groundbreaking filmmaking that your grandfather did to do it that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that, they had to do that for uh, historical purposes. But the story is great, and if you don't cry in that baseball movie, you will never cry. It's just a, a <laughs> wonderful story of a of a, a ball player and his family and his and uh, Lou Gehrig was something for sure. Yeah. Uh, I have Chris. a number Gil one more thing I, I have a number I'll have to show them to you sometime I have a number of, of photos of my grandfather uh, on that film with Babe Ruth and Gary Cooper uh, and, and they're kind of interesting historical photographs during the filming and uh, uh, sometime when I get a chance uh, uh, maybe I can send them to you and you can take a look they're
1: pretty cool that'd be great or, uh, you know, we, we, can, uh, we can also have that legendary lunch that we've never had
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know why we haven't uh, had it, because uh, you always said you would be buying, and you haven't really scheduled it yet.
1: (laughs) Okay, when you get back, I promise.
0: Okay, sounds good, Gil, thanks. Have a a safe trip. Okay, thank you. Chris Marlowe, stick around.
1: I see them blue for me and you.